Hey, Wizzes, welcome to episode 207 of the Food BizWiz podcast. Today's episode of the Food BizWiz podcast is an original recipe reader. Now, what does that mean? If we haven't met yet, my name is Gabby, and I'm the student success coordinator here at Food BizWiz. I make sure our students within Retail Ready have all the right resources when they post questions in our private student group. Because of that, I get to see what CPG questions are coming up for founders right now, and I choose timely rears from our treasure trove of past episodes. Today's episode is an episode Ali did titled, How to Negotiate in Wholesale, Even with Brokers and Distributors. All right, so truth talk here. This is one of my favorite episodes on the podcast because of how powerful its lesson is. If you're sat wondering how you'll say yes to say something that you feel like you shouldn't actually say yes to, whether it's with a buyer or a distributor or co-packer, then please do me a favor and listen into this. We'll hear some truth talk from Ali on how negotiating in these conversations can help you and your brand and allow you to build a business that works for you. It'll also give you a bit of a reality check on why saying no isn't the worst, absolute worst thing in the world. So I'm thrilled for you to listen in. So let's get started. I'm Ali Ball, former grocery buyer and retail store manager turned wholesale consultant. In my role on the retail floor, I saw delicious, values-driven brands fail on our shelves simply because they didn't understand the behind the scenes of wholesale. I created the Food Biz Whiz podcast to give you hard-to-access insight from my career in the food industry and the tools and strategies to help you succeed on retail shelves. If you're a committed food founder who's looking to create and grow a packaged products business that positively impacts our food system, puts wealth back into your own hands, and employs members of your local community, you have found the right podcast. Let's do this. What's your business's secret sauce to success? I want to know, and I bet you do too. Take our secret sauce quiz to find out. You'll answer 10 quick, fun questions on yourself and your business, and you will get your secret sauce results, plus a curated list of free resources for your exact stage of business and your own unique superpower so that you can do more of what's working. Find our secret sauce quiz linked directly in the show notes, complete it in less than two minutes, and then grab your free custom toolkit filled with hand-selected, totally free resources for you and your growth once you complete that quiz and get your results. Grab it right now in the show notes and find out your secret sauce to success. All right, my whizzes, here is what I see inside of our Retail Ready student community, week in and week out. Food founders post something like this. I'll be like, hey, Allie, (laughs) help me out. I'm signing on with a new small chain, and they want me to do free fills for all 12 of their locations with one free case per SKU. We're launching with them with all four SKUs, so that's four free cases per location times the 12 locations, so 48 cases of new product. I can't afford that. Allie, what should I do? I don't know if that sounds familiar to you. Or maybe you've been in negotiations with a new distributor and they're asking for 35% margin, which just seems way too high for you. Or you're exploring working with a co-packer and they want you to commit to producing, say, 15,000 cases at a time. And you are nervous because you know based on your data, that you can't sell that much before your product expires. 
Often when students post things like that, the 48 cases free fill, I can't afford it, what should I do question, it is accompanied by a sentiment of of, uh, this feeling like your hands are tied and that you have to say yes to it. There's a feeling that the wholesale buyer or the retail account or the distributor, the broker, whoever, has all the power in the relationship. If you take one thing away from today's episode, it's this. You have power in those relationships as well. You have the power to say yes or to say no or to renegotiate the deal or get this, you have the power to walk away if it doesn't work for you and your business. We forget this in our businesses. We feel like we need those wholesale partnerships more than they need us. So we feel pressure to say yes to get our foot in the door. And you know what happens after that? It causes financial and emotional stress. And ultimately, it was the wrong decision for the business. So what can you do instead? Well, it starts with really, truly understanding what you are and are not willing to do in your business and what you can and cannot afford to do in your business. Every business is different. Just because another brand can afford to do 20% off quarterly promotions doesn't mean that your business can necessarily afford to. And if you can't, that's okay. Or just because another brand goes all in on paid influencer campaigns doesn't mean that you have to suddenly copy that same paid ad strategy. You do you. We talk about this a lot in Retail Ready. You've got to build a business that works for you. When you blindly copy someone else's strategy or blindly say yes to all of those things that your broker, distributor, retail partnerships, co-packers, and on and on and on ask of you, giving up your power, you're building a business that works for someone else. Now, I know you might be here listening and think to yourself, Well, that's easier said than done, Allie. How am I supposed to negotiate with that retailer who wants the 48-case free fill? After all, other brands are going to give them that free fill. This is a good question. So the way I see it is that you've got three options here. So first, let's run through these. First, you could just do it. You could. This is the option that I see brands do the most. You are so eager to get on the shelf that you say yes and you try to find a a way to make it work or you justify it as an investment in your brand growth and you rationalize it to yourself that it's a business expense and you convince yourself that it's okay to lose money on that first purchase order. Now, I want to be clear. I am not saying that you should just do it. Far from it here, okay? So here's where I'm actually encouraging you to pause and not just go down that path because you think you have to. So just do it, yes, is option number one. (laughs) But I invite you to consider two other options as well. So the second option, you could negotiate. If you can't do the free fill, what can you do? What can you offer that retailer instead of a free fill? 
This is where you get to be crystal clear on what you can and can't afford as a business and offer something else. This is the power of negotiation. And I want to be I want to be clear here, right? Negotiation is when two people come to the table and bring different options and agree on something together. So when that retailer is saying, "Hey, I want 48 cases of free fill." If you just say no, that's not a negotiation. Right? So we want to think about okay, so you say no to the free fill, what can you offer? instead. So inside of Retail Ready, I use the magic phrase, everything is negotiable. And I offer that to you here as well. So it might be offering an introductory promotion instead of a free fill, or to run a buy one, get one for a set period. Or maybe you're offering negotiating a free fill on two of the four SKUs. Or maybe you offer to sponsor their staff holiday party with your beverages instead of a free fill. Or maybe you commit to doing demos or digital sampling programs or couponing instead of the free fill. Or maybe you have a promise of quarterly promotions down the line. There are countless things that you can do that you can negotiate. And it comes back to what your brand can and cannot afford, both financially and from a capacity standpoint. That might be physical capacity, that might be mental capacity, that might be uh, desire capacity. Maybe you just don't want to do something. And that's all valid, but you've got to be crystal clear before you go into those negotiations what you can and cannot do. Okay, so that was option number two. You you can negotiate, right? So remember, option number one was just do it and find a way to make it work. Again, I invite you to reconsider that option. Option number two was you can negotiate, right? Like think think about what you can bring to the table, even if that even if their initial ask is not viable to you. And then there is a third option here. So the third option that I see here is that you can say no. You can say no and you can not negotiate. So this often shocks our Retail Ready students when I push back and throw this suggestion out there. If a partner, so whether that's a broker, a distributor, a co-packer, a wholesale partner, or anyone else along the supply chain asks you for something that you simply cannot do, you have the power to say no. Now, I know it might not feel like that. It might feel like if you say no to the free fill, you're going to lose the business altogether. But here's the deal. That may or may not be true. That's not always true. We see it time and time again inside of Retail Ready. Brands stand up for themselves often after a little bit of coaching back and forth with me, but brands stand up for themselves and simply have that conversation with a partner, explaining that as a young, likely self-funded brand, you simply don't have the capacity to say yes. And you know what happens? Often the partner says, okay, and then the relationship moves forward anyways. And if that partner says no, right? Thanks, but no thanks. Well, you're in the same exact position that you were to begin with. Plus, again, 
Remember, it would be an unwise business move to do something that you truly cannot afford just because you think you have to. Let me remind you of this from my days as a grocery buyer and head of grocery. My job was to increase sales and margin in our department. I was heads down in category reviews and the P&L report week in and week out. As a savvy grocery buyer, and this, you know, I've worked in many grocery buyer capacities, but I'll say like my main one was in a really wonderful specialty store, family of businesses. We had multiple locations here in San Francisco who was values oriented, who was really in support of supporting small brands, who is a member of the Good Food Merchants Collaborative, really, you know, on on paper and in practice doing all the right things. Okay, so so there's that disclaimer. But as a savvy grocery buyer, I tried to negotiate with every new brand that I brought in. That is just what grocery buyers do. Even if you are a better for you business, right? Even if you are an empathetic grocery buyer, I'd ask for free fills, more margin, promotions, demo commitments, samples, and on and on and on. It was part of my job, a big part of my job, to negotiate and see what brands were able to bring to the table as we formed that partnership. If I didn't ask or if I didn't try to negotiate, I wasn't doing my full job. Now, when I say that, I don't want to sound sleazy here. It was my job to ask, and it was perfectly acceptable if brands said no, right? But where it does get frustrating and where it feels inequitable is when brands, and when you, my listeners, when you don't feel like you have the power to say no right? That's the thing that needs changing. And that's why we spread this message so loudly within Retail Ready and here on the podcast. Everything is negotiable and you have the power to say no. You have the power to say no when it doesn't work for you. You do. You have the power to build a business that works for you. So if you say no, and in turn, that partner doesn't want to work with you because of your no, at least you can be confident that you made the right choice for your business. I know it's easier said than done. I know it's hard to walk away from opportunities in this industry. I know you've likely worked so hard to even be having these negotiation conversations, but I also know that you have to build a business that works for you, that works for you emotionally, that works for you physically, that works for you on paper, You've got to stand up for your business and speak out, potentially even walking away when something isn't aligned for your business. All right, so there you have it. Everything is negotiable. And if that negotiation ends with a no, either from you or from your potential partner, you can handle it. I know you can. Let me know if this lands with you. I love thinking through negotiations with our retail ready students, especially bringing my buyer perspective to the conversation. I'm like, oh, here's how we can get in that, that brain of the buyer. Here's what we can offer instead. So if you're listening and you've been going back and forth on something, come 
and post in our student group if you're a Retail Ready student. I'd love to make sure that you are confident walking the walk and talking the talk in these retail relationships. You know this, it's my mission to help you find your footing and your power in the world of food. So come lean on me when you need support. I am here rooting for you. I'm here negotiating for you. Okay, my witches, that is it for this week. Next week, you're going to hear from Charlie again in another episode of Is It Worth It? Where Charlie, our VP of Student Success, talks through a current Retail Ready student's most pressing debate. So come tune in. Until then. You know the deal. Find me on Instagram at It's Allie Ball. Send me a DM or tag me as you're listening to this show. Or continue the conversation with us inside our Food Biz Whiz Facebook group linked in the show notes. If you're in support of building a business that works for you, reach out and let me know. We need more folks stepping up and holding their ground and negotiating what works for them. So help me spread the word by sharing this episode with your food founder community, and together we can make this change. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and I'll see you back here next week. Bye. All right, Wizzes, thanks so much for joining us in this episode. We say this all the time at Food Bizways, but it's worth repeating again. You do you and build the business that works for you. As Ali mentioned, we absolutely love supporting students in Retail Ready with this by brainstorming ways to negotiate in scenarios like this. Let us know which part of this episode resonated most with you by DMing us on Instagram or LinkedIn. And remember that we've archived the public Food Biz, food biz with Facebook group that Ali mentioned. We've linked our Instagram and LinkedIn in our full show notes, as always. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Food Biz Whiz. If you're enjoying this podcast and the tools it gives you for growing your packaged product business, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. From one small business owner to another, I am deeply grateful for your support of this podcast, and I appreciate it when you share it with your fellow food founders, share it on social media, or leave me a review on your listening platform. Ready for more? Find out how we can work together at foodbizwiz.com. I'll see you right back here next week.